Ladies and gentlemen, I am here at the West Coast Pro Training Academy with Timeless Levi Shapiro. Levi, how you doing today, brother? I'm doing well. How are you, my friend? Uh, it's, it's going, man. It's going. Uh, so you haven't officially been on the show in like three years because, you know, there was a, there was a pandemic and things like that. It's been a while. Uh, but, you know, we've seen each other at West Coast Pro and other shows around the Bay, you know, just kind of chopping it up briefly. So we're just kind of going to kind of go from like where you left off when, you know, everything was normal to where we are now. Lots have changed. A lot, a lot has changed. So let's get into it. Cool. Uh, so I, you're the one guy I haven't had on the show to really talk about the pandemic, and I know things are pretty much back to normal now. But I mean, let's talk about you know the United Television Championship from Championship Wrestling from Hollywood and did wrestling in a pandemic. What was all that like? Very weird. Very, very weird. Right? Because specifically for TV, right? Let's say for Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, kind of they went through a whole rebranding themselves, right? They kind of brought um, all of their entities into one. Now it's Championship Wrestling presented by Car Shield, down the line kind of stuff. But really, what what it was was uh, Primetime Live. Their first really editions of that is really where we went into a studio, and it was Thunder Studios in Long Beach, right? So it's like professional studios. They had the the rig, they had the whole TV setup, everything was there. Except the fans. Yeah, I remember those. They were, uh, I know you were wrestling. Hammerstone defended the West Coast Pro title. Yeah. I think they did Nick Aldis and uh, um, Mike Bennett and yeah, yeah. other matches like that. And, uh, and uh, Jimbo, shout out, shout out Bimbo Jimbo. Yep. He, he was on the call for a lot yep. of that. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, we've heard, like, wrestlers from, like, WWE, talk about it, but we haven't really heard it from, like, the indie level. Like, how do you, how do you adapt to that? Uh I mean, it was funny because whenever you do Hollywood before, right, they always tell you to focus on the hard cam, right, when you're doing TVs and stuff. So you always already try not to pay any attention to the fans behind you. But in this instance, there are no fans. So you really have to kind of create that, that roar, right, of the emotion of a crowd in your head as you're wrestling, you know. And so going out there to no crowd and utilizing the room, as they say. I got some wise words from from a wise man, right, said utilize the room, utilize the sounds, utilize your sounds, the, the ring sound, take it all in and really create your performance based off of that. So although the fans weren't there, I visualized hundreds of fans, people like you, people that I have a fresh face for, you know what I mean? I can okay. put them there and go, okay, this is what I think might happen. This is what I want to happen with my work and stuff like that. Uh, but ultimately, same reason what we're doing right here, right? I'm just I'm working for that right there, the camera. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I mean, I, we obviously know what it was like to you know be back in front of fans. But but I've was it kind of weird to be back in front of people when you're not wrestling in front of them for so long? No, I, okay. no. I mean, right? Because then I don't have to imagine anymore. Yeah. I, then the people are back there now, and now we're actually, if anything, it makes it easier. Yeah, yeah. Because absolutely. you get a natural reaction from people. Yeah. Just I, I, I've never like heard anybody's like take on anything like that. That's why I want to just yeah. throw it out there, see, yeah. see what the feels were. And and and, it, and it's a good it's a good tester, right? Because a lot of the times for wrestlers, you do the same thing like that in training, right? Whenever we wrestle in training, we do training matches. You might have the crew, right, a couple of your fellow classmates and one or two people hanging around, but that's who you're wrestling for. It's for nobody, right? So you're kind of really creating that vibe already from training. Okay. So it's, just, it's okay. a whole other level for sure, though. That's what's up. Glad that's, the fans are back. That's what's up, man. Yeah, West Coast Pro, they returned last year with Cruel Summer. Yeah. We're like a week out for Cruel Summer uh, 2022. Oh, yeah. And uh, so what's it been like to really wrestle here for uh, West Coast Pro these last, this last year? 
Well, you know, for the first part of the year, I was kind of taken out with yeah. We're we're gonna we're gonna get to that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that alone kind of West Coast gained and raised into new new heights. You know what I mean? So to come back when I did, it was a it was a high stepping stone for me. I felt like I, I needed to work twice as hard to keep up with all the talent, work twice as hard to main be a mainstay, and really cement myself as one of the pillars essentially right like i've been day one guy been through all the different levels been through all the different factors and stuff like that and really what i was was coming back and saying no i'm levi and this is why i'm here this is why i'm in these positions this is why i have what i have yes sir and then we'll fast forward to october of last year the west coast pro training academy opens up on october 13th you and uh vinnie massaro Yes. Are the trainers here? So and and Charlie, we got Char- Charlie's an assistant with us as All right, well. Shout out, yeah, Star yeah. Boy Charlie. Definitely. So how how did that come about? Was this something? I, mean, I know Scott; he's always had envisioned this, but mm-hmm. were, were were you and Vinny always the picks to run the school? Or uh, I'd assume so. I think when we started to kind of talk, right? Me and Scott wanted to bring. I didn't feel ready to be a head trainer. Okay. You know, I still feel like I have plenty of things that I need to achieve to get to. I didn't even really want to be a beginning trainer, right? I feel like I, I have so much to learn. But then they kind of said, "No, you do. You have what it takes to teach some beginner stuff. Uh, you can get people to places that you haven't been to." But I do know those connections. Okay. So this is your first time teaching coaching? 100%. Okay. I did a little bit like with uh, with some former people and stuff, but nothing like cordial enough. Nothing okay. said I was a trainer, right? Okay, and so sure. uh, very new, but I feel like I have this mountain of untouched knowledge, right, that I'm really just trying to sprinkle off onto my kids, you know? Yeah, man. I, I get it because, like, I'm a wrestling coach. I'm out of high school. So it's kind of the kind of the same where you don't think you're ready to be in that kind of position, but, like, once you get the hang of it, you, yeah. you're flowing. So, I mean, what's it been like? Well, coaching people. Well, so then coming back to before that, right, we were trying to figure out who we wanted. Yeah. And we're, we're trying to figure if we can get, like, Mike Modest to come back or something that, like that, oh right? Oh, God. Uh, who would be, like, our Terry Funk, essentially, kind of vibe. And not that Vinny's not our Terry Funk, right? But then we go, like, dude, Vinny Massaro, man. Like, the man's been through all generations of NorCal since 97. You know, he's got the knowledge. He loves to teach. He said, that's that's the guy. That's the and, and look at the ace he's become for West Coast, you know. Not only at the school, but in ring, you know, with uh, – master classes of wrestling you know Ishii, blackwood just any, yeah, anybody he's, yeah. he's been in there with with everybody west coast is throwing out uh, so then coming back to that teaching's been really fun uh i think it's been it, it's nerve-wracking for me because i'm an overthinker uh i constantly in my own head about stuff constantly putting myself down uh we all have a sense of that right but then yeah. uh, it feels good to have my kids and the students come back and say that they're learning and that they they feel it's it's a uh completely unedited approach to the world i i said i'm going to teach you possibly various different ways to do things that either may not be the indie way or may not be even a way that Vinny says it right but this is what i've learned from my time on the the road and my time in the business and this is what's worked for me and i feel like i've gained a uh, pretty good popularity and notoriety off okay. of just what i do you know okay, for sure yeah teaching the kids something they finally get it you see the light bulb go off yep and things like that that's the most rewarding part absolutely yeah and little things it's all always the you know uh we all have the same aspect of locking up or taking a head a lot of that's very similar right but it's when you bump when you get up to move into the next motion breaking a little kayfabe right in the fourth wall uh placement ring placement 
body placement, all that aspect, that's really the stuff that's going to separate you from uh, the normal indie guys that don't think about those little things, you know? Right on, right on. Now let's talk about the injury. You were, you were out for the, uh, the first part of the year mm-hmm, with, the, mm-hmm. uh, with the nose injury. So what exactly happened and what, what surgery did you have? Well, uh, so this, it, it, it was no specific injury, right? It was a thing that's been going on for a while where I just couldn't breathe out of my nose right and so you know how when you're gassed and you, you exert a lot you, you you breathe in your nose and out your mouth to kind of get your air back well I couldn't do that so I was breathing in my mouth and out my nose for years and I just didn't maybe it was just the nose or the schnoz right I, I didn't think too twice about it right and so when we're kind of get raising the levels with West Coast I go man I'm going to be working with these world-class athletes these top-level guys that are going to push me so I should probably get my, my stuff checked out. wonder why I can't breathe right. And so what it was was I had a severely deviated septum in wow. addition to – this is the nose, the nasal guard there. I'll show you in a second. But my flaps, right, they would close when I'd breathe in. So it wasn't even the airways. It's like the flaps on my nose, on my nasal passages. Okay. They would close when I'd breathe in so I can get no oxygen. Okay. You know, and then I'd have to breathe out the other way. But so – they cleared my deviation and then put cartilage in my nasal flaps. Okay. Right? To open it up. But it didn't work on the right side 100%. Oh, wow. So I have to wear this nasal dilator. Yeah, it looks like a, like a scepter piercing. Yeah, it's like know? a little septum thing. It's like a mouth uh, mouthpiece for your nose, essentially. That's kind of what I'm saying. It looks cool. It adds to the look. Right? Uh, and and I've, I went through like two or three different styles because there's okay. a whole market of them, right? Okay. Uh, Get some to match the gear? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, you know... And and that, until I get another little surgery, which won't be as big, okay. But I have to get more cartilage in that side, okay. to really hundred uh, percent the nose flaps and go on with it. You know, how long is that procedure? They said that if I get another one, it should only be a few weeks. Okay. As compared to the whole thing, I was out for a few months because you know, like how like how many hours is the procedure? Oh, the the, the one I had. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was only like two three hours. Okay, that's not bad. I, I was in and out the same day. I was loopy as. As hell, though. You can, you know? you can yeah, say it. I was this is the internet. Fuck, bro, you know? <laughs> um, that sky high. They, I, I was coming, and I was like, oh, I've got go, got to go to Wiener Schnitzel and get some hot dogs and some <laughs> ice cream. Yeah. What's the order of Wiener Schnitzel? Uh, well, they have that new, um, what's that, barbecue dog or whatever, the, with, the, oh, with really? the brisket and whatever. Okay, Normally, though, I'll just say it's a it's a dipped cone and a kraut dog. Okay, I'm a... I'm a I'm a, a mini corn dog man myself. That, that's definitely to snack on. Definitely yes, to snack sir. on. Yes, sir. You love it. But your first match back at West Coast Pro was game related, uh, April fifteenth against AJ Gray, oh. and uh, you you guys were hitting hard, man. And you dove out the ring. We got Lucha Levi and all this <laughs> other stuff. What, what was that experience like, man? Uh, wild, right? Completely uh, nerve wracking. Completely. Uh, almost an outer body experience in a way, right? Because I was so nervous coming back and uh, we had a speedball seminar the night before, you know, and speedball is such a wealth of knowledge. It's my Um, new favorite wrestler, man. But then at that same point, now I'm in my head, right? I'm like, oh, can I hang with these guys? Can I do this? Uh, I've been out for six months. Um, Speedball's bringing in a whole new level of uh, wrestling psychology for the independent wrestler which is like 12 times different than everything I've ever researched. You know what I mean? Like, it's just completely. And so I, I just didn't know what to think. But then coming back, just the emotion, the feeling of the crowd, like I couldn't stay down. Literally, literally AJ's whipping my ass. 
and the crowd is just keeping me going, right? And, and it's funny to think that uh, that that Hulk Hogan esque power, right? Yeah, the, the that, Hulk up spot, yeah. And uh, but really, what it was was just uh, it was pure fucking emotion, really just bleeding up, out of me, you know. And in each match since then has really just been a, a, a test of, of might and difference since um, it's been an incredible journey. Yeah, man. I mean, you've come back with a new viciousness. You changed the song. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, why, why'd you, why? Why no more of uh, those shoes, man? Yeah, I, man. I, I, I loved it. It's just a change of the page, you know. And it's, yes, I, I'd yes, love sir. to come out and still do the nineteen eighty two Mid Atlantic, right? But then people would think Class Connection, you know. Got those shoes. That was that time of Levi uh, kind of finding myself. I'm still am in a way, right? But I think I found myself a little bit more uh, with this new grip this new you know um, yes, sir. vengeance i'm glad you mentioned mid-atlantic because you you know you, you've you've really adapted to the old school style mm-hmm. so who are some of your inspirations and what's the farthest back you've researched um i mean i've watched some 1906 stuff whatever you know okay. i don't i can't i can't name names exactly right but uh i mean dude ed strangler lewis um, Rock Rims, uh, author and historian, created a book called When It Was Big Time. Okay. And it was the 100-year history of Northern California wrestling. And that book, alone, I, I mean, it's taken me a long time to really decipher it because it's so big. It's so much um, knowledge really just concentrated into like 400 pages, right? But I, in there, I learned that uh, Luthez learned how to hook, right? He was the hooker. There's a shooter and a hooker. A hooker's the one that really cranks it when he needs to he learned that in oakland from ad santel wow right? in the town That's so so he took that he became this incredible hooker this incredible hooker wrestler right um but he really cemented that that um technical skill in oakland i'm gonna have to get my hands in on our this town book. you know you should it's very rare printing right but it's a it's a wealth of knowledge and it's cool because it goes from the beginning of the re- they used to do that stuff in, do uh, you remember the Seals, San Francisco Seals? Yeah. So it's like way old school um, baseball team. And they used to wrestle in the stadium, you know what I mean? Okay. And, and stuff like that. So it's through the years, through the gold rush, through the depression, all the, and then all the way through the, you know, Ray Stevens, Pat Patterson, the 60s and 70s eras. And that's really my sweet spot is the 70s. You know okay. what I'm saying? I think that's really what I've settled down. Uh, if I could probably go from like... 70, 76, 77 to like 86, 87. Okay. I feel like that's the most prime years of wrestling. All right, for you sure, know. for sure. What, what about that era it entices you so much? I think really it's just the big time, you know, uh, energy, the characteristics of it all. Uh, it's just, it wasn't completely, uh, it wasn't Vince cartoony, right? They say that the, the mid 80s stuff was kind of cartoony. It was rugged. People believed it. So smoky arenas. Yo, all just just everything about that just traps me. I want to bring all that back. I want whenever Levi to come on. I, I want five, you know, five people smoking cigars to enter the crowd. I want an old lady to start sitting ringside. You know what I mean? Old world class. Just stuff. just old old school <laughs> stuff that makes people feel like they're back in those old armory days. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Maybe we can get a, a, a smoky arena show from West Coast. We, you never know. You <laughs> Might never... be a different kind of smoky show. Yeah. Oh, yes, sir. Oh man, but uh, let's talk about APW, man. They're they're coming back this summer. Marcus Mack has officially announced that. Last time we talked, you were the internet champion. You still, still am. You still, still are. Am. Still am. So uh, when APW comes back, man, are we going to see a different Levi uh, in APW than we see here in West Coast and wherever else you work? Or? I don't. I don't think so. I think I. 
and I've always stood hard on that kind of vibe of keeping everything you're, you're um, the, the same, same everywhere you everywhere go. I go. Love that. You love know, that. when me and Buddy were tagging, we we were heel class connection. We were heel boom, 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 and boom. There was no baby face, and then ten miles down the road a heel. Um, you know, it, it's whatever nowadays, right? But I feel like that little thing again just separates me by sticking to my guns on something like that. So yes, coming sir. back, I've had this big baby face run. You know what I mean? So it'd be different to kind of go over there as a heel, you know, and just be like this demeanor that I've had. No, I'm, I'm coming back. I'm changed. APW's coming back. I'm going to bring everything that I'm doing right now to APW, and we're going to capitalize on that. It's going to be a dude. I don't want to spoil anything, but do you know the date? I don't know the date, honestly. Yeah, I mean, but you might know a little bit more than me right now. I don't. Now. <laughs> I don't know anything. No, nah, man, I can't wait to see it. Uh, defending the, the the internet championship. So I mean, I'm sure it's going to be a banger, as the that term is used. The banger. Hey, That's heavily. Scott, Scott's in, favorite word, banger. I know he I, he hates that. <laughs> That's, oh, man, but uh, I'm, I'm excited for APW to come back. Now, yeah, let's talk about your match at Cruel Summer real quick. Uh, you're in a six-man tag against the conglomerate, conglomerates, D-Rogue, Midas Creed, Alpha Zoe. Uh, yes. who, who are your tag partners in this? I believe it's called uh, Manders. Um, okay, I, 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 I'm familiar with him. Okay. He, I think he had another name for a while, like one called Manders or something. Manders is basically. Manders, the, yeah. Uh, big Hosk fella. You know, he's hitting the highways. He's from Iowa. Okay. But he just relocated to the East Coast. We met at an All Japan tryout, actually, okay. in San Jose. Uh, real, real, real nail and grit right there, you know. Okay. And uh, Jordan Cruz, okay, is one of sure. B-Boy students from San Diego. Yes, sir. Uh, he's done some work with me in the United Wrestling Network and Championship Wrestling and stuff. Yeah, that's right. He is. He's working Ugwa right now. He's the gatekeeper champ okay. and stuff like okay. that. That's what's up, man. Yeah, so I'm happy to see him actually make his way up a little bit more. So, you, I mean, you've had different partners, Perry Von Vicious, Buddy Royal. Tag uh, Team Supreme right here. Yeah, so yeah, you're used to different partners. What's what's kind of the strat- strategy, without revealing too much, going in wrestling these three young guys? Well, I mean, the conglomerate's got a lot to prove, right? Yeah. So D-Rogue, uh, Zoe, Creed. Uh, they're a unit, right? And I know a thing or two about units, right? So I'm not trying to come in and separate them. I'm not going to try to come in and uh, kind of play mind games with them. I'm going to go tooth and, tooth and nail. We're going to fight. Uh, it's going to be a lot of meat slapping, and uh, I think it's going to be a barn burner. Big, beefy men slapping meat. There we go. There we go. Can we clip that? Yes, sir. That's, that's, that's the clip. Interview over. No, I'm, ex- I'm excited for it, man. Uh, West Coast Pro, they always put on a, a great show. And it's at a new venue. There's going to be alcohol. So it's going to be wild. It's going to be wild. Right across good. the street from the, from the San Francisco Zoo. Oh, geez. We might let the zoo lose, too. Oh, man. It's going to be a night to remember. Now, this is the rapid portion part of the interview. So I'm going to ask you a question. To, first thing that comes to mind. I hope I don't say anything stupid. Oh, let's, let's see. Favorite wrestler of all time? Terry Funk. There we go. Yes, sir. Yes, it sir. Took, you know how long it took me to realize, to realize that? At least 10 to 15 years before. I, I would always be like, uh, 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 fuck, I don't know, you know? Yeah. It, but now I can wholeheartedly say that Terry Funk is my favorite wrestler Masked of all time. Masked so many different eras, man. Uh-huh. Ter- Terry Funk is the dude, man. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Favorite match of all time? Oh, fuck. That I've had or that I've watched? Uh, that you've watched and that you've had, so both. Interesting, interesting. Uh, favorite one that I've watched, I'm going to go with something recent. It's going to be SummerSlam 91. Okay. Um, it's Brett and Perfect, right? Yeah, I was going to say Brett, Brett Perfect, but then also the Mountie and Big Boss Man with the uh, the okay. jail the jailhouse match. Okay. I, I rewatched it with my girlfriend recently and like that, that pay-per-view was really what sold me on wrestling when I was a kid, right? Okay. The Coliseum video, it was it. And... Um, just the whole segment, right? 
the Mountie Soday, he goes to the cops. He says, I don't care what. You're going to put your grit on him. You're going to make him do whatever you need to do to get him in. I was so confident he was going to win. And then he lost. And then the cops put all the stink on him, right, and dragging him to the, to the cell. You can't do this to me. I am the Mountie. Wonderful. Perfect segment. Just total character. Love it. Favorite match you've had? Favorite match I've had is going to be me versus Buddy Royal from Premier Wrestling uh, when we did that. It was... Uh, you know, Premier had that kind of MMA, early day kind of uh, standings yeah. vibes. So it totally was like a handshake match. Uh, and Total amazing. I, when got, was that? Um, it was while we were tagging. It, oh, was like, it was like no heat match, right? Shook hands. Uh, but I think 2012, 2013. Okay, okay. Um, for sure, for I think sure. what Premier 9 or something. Uh, right. I'll have to dig it up and post it soon. For sure. Favorite gimmick of all time? Mr. Perfect. Yes, uh, I, I'll go with honorary mention to the Destroyer. Okay. Because the Destroyer is such a revolutionary masked gimmick. For sure. Uh, but Mr. Perfect and the and the Bushwhackers were like the gimmicks that got me, like, zoned in. I met Bushwhacker Luke at an APW once. Bro. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh yeah, I was there. It was great. Oh yeah. What, what advice did he give? I can't tell you, man. Oh, okay. Like uh, he, we did a seminar with him, and it was three hours, wow. and I'm sure a lot of really great knowledge was dropped. But it was like the night after a hood slam. Oh, and uh, yeah. he was in the ring, and like he was so monotone, like he spoke for hours, but he just sounded like completely monotone the whole day. So I like, it was hard. It was like in and out, and I'm like trying to like retain or something, you know? Okay, all right, for sure, for but sure. But he was a nice guy. He was a nice for guy. Sure. Uh, favorite move to teach? Ooh. Body slam, hip toss. Favorite move to teach? That's an interesting one. Um, well, since I'm doing beginners and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's the little thing. So I think really the what it is, it's like bumping. Okay. Right? And then like feeding into like an arm drag or something, right? Yeah. It's all it's all about not just getting up and looking and taking, right? It's about the, the maneuver to get into to something. So really just the kind of like the steps and the footing to get sure. into certain moves. Can we see more Lucha Levi? Hundred percent. Keep your eyes peeled. There we go. There we go. Hundred percent. Before I get to my last question, cameraman has a question. Uh Oh shoot! What what is it again? Oh, oh, okay. I'm gonna be on camera. Shout out. So, (laughs) if you could go back in time in a hot tub time machine, not just a standard one, it has to be a hot tub time. Has to be hot tub. Yes. Uh, What wrestling event match you would go to? Ooh, 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 ooh. Great question. That is a good question. Um. I'm going to give you a few. Okay. Because, again, right, favorite wrestler of all time. It took me so long. So off the top of my head, here's a few. WrestleMania 1, WrestleMania 3, um, the, the World Series or the Super Bowl of Wrestling, I think it was called. I think it was in Texas. And then um, um, which battle? It was one of the battle royals that they did at the Cow Palace that Ray Stevens won. Okay. And it was like chaos has ensued, right? So a lot of those old cow pals, just to feel, right? Like, how cool is it for us to be able to say that we've gone? I've performed at the Cow Palace too, right? But, like, that was the thing every day or every month back when. You'd be like, all right, it's Friday. Like, taking the family. We're going to the Cow Palace. And just, like, walking up there, buying your tickets, sitting down, and then seeing probably some of the greatest wrestling ever done by Ray Stevens, like one of the most primed and revolutionary wrestlers of all time. Like Robert Counts, right? You know Robert Counts. I'm not familiar. Uh, the fan that comes to the shows. He has the walker and stuff like that. Okay, okay. Good dude. 
he has seen Ray Stevens wrestle. He has seen these guys at the Cow Palace, right? Wow. So to be able to explain those stories and then see wrestling of today, which is a completely different beast, right? But still appreciating the storytelling, appreciating the art that it is, uh, is that that right there is like the beautiful, most beauty thing of wrestling. All right. Uh, lastly, what's next for Levi Shapiro? Um, consistency. Okay. Consistency. I'm I'm, a, I'm working really hard on uh, branching, branding, and uh, doing what I've not done for the past five, ten years. Okay, for sure, man. Levi, I want to thank you for coming on, man. Uh, it's always a pleasure. I love how you just you bring importance back to certain moves, like That's your. Right. I guess we call it a tightrope fish drop off oh, yeah. the ropes, and yeah. like your your finisher is actually a pile driver. Like mm-hmm. nobody's kicking out of it, and just just little like you said, the little things. Hell yeah, little things like that. Let the people know where they can find you, man. Well, you can find me online, social media. I do mainly Instagram and Twitter at Levi Shapiro. Uh, I've got a Twitch that I've been trying to use a lot more. That's the same thing, Levi Shapiro. You, you have a pizza. You have a pizza account. I do. I do. I was gonna pitch it. It's the Instagram at Levi's Pizza Pie. I guess uh, pizza is a big thing here at West Coast. A hundred percent. Actually, I think when the kids finally graduate, we're gonna throw a pizza party. All right. Favorite uh, favorite kind of pizza? Ooh, that's tough. Cheese. J- just straight. Just cheese. straight. That's how you really test okay. the place. You know. Favorite pizza restaurant. Um. Ooh, that's like tough. favorite like mainstream fast food and then like a favorite like local shop you like to go to uh i mean i like pizza hut and domino still okay. you know what i mean and then no local i go to like golden boy goya square pie guys um you know i work at Cheeseboard pizza which is pretty it's actually number one in the nation okay according to yelp we're okay. gonna have that asterisk right there according to yelp because nobody likes yelp <laughs> but i've got it shout out so. yelp <laughs> for sure Levi. thank you man thank you my man appreciate you has been the Bullet Cast. Thank you for listening.